out of Philly's first ever crack belt of freedom film. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. For the enjoyment of one and all, please refrain from using your telephones during the show. Or we will be forced to kill you and your entire family. Remember, please turn off your telephones at this time. Enjoy the show. Shut your goddamn mouth. Lord, I'm having a heart attack. Damn, this is some scary shit. Oh, I am scared. Oh, shut the fuck up. Uh, I think I paid my money like everybody else up in here. That ain't no me. You can see her real hair right here. You get off on annoying people, don't you? our cities, the federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet, and the president flounders. But decline is a choice. Success is attainable 
and freedom is worth fighting for. Writing the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions. Truth must be our foundation, and common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. In Florida, we prove that it can be done. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. South Philly's number one podcast, Straight Out of Philly. I'm your host, Brent Snyder. Boy, do we have an exciting show for you today. We were supposed to be holding our first ever Crackville Freedom Film Award show, but some breaking news came in two days ago that could shake up the upcoming Republican primary and the race for the White House to its core. But for all you film buffs listening, don't worry. The Film Award show is just postponed to our next episode, not canceled. So after this break, we'll be discussing the earth-shattering news. But first, my favorite part of the episode, my rant. Welcome back. For all of you with TVs, radios, cell phones, and tablets, you know by now that we are getting into one of my favorite times of the political cycle, the primaries and the road to the White House. We all know that we must do whatever we can to take back the White House for the good of this country. Our country has been going down the toilet faster than a three-day-old turd, and we only have one person to blame. That's right, Sleepy Joe. As a country, can we stand another four years of incompetency, lunacy, and the destruction of everything we know and love? I don't think so. We need to nominate a Republican that will get America back on the right track. One that will allow us to grow as a nation and someone who will put the American people first. That's right, I said it. America and its peoples need to be first, not second behind Ukraine, but first. To do that, 
We need to find someone who's willing to stand up to the world, put America back in first place. Could that person be President Trump again? Who knows? What about the great governor from Florida, Ron DeSantis? Maybe. But one thing is for sure, if we don't unite as one party, America will continue to decline and stay the laughing stock of the world. Argue politics, ideas, platform, but do not go on personal attacks against another primary opponent. We are all on the same goddamn team here. Why give the fucking liberals any more ammunition than they need? I know, if they don't have anything, they can always call us Nazis, fascists, and racists. We all know that's their go-to strategy anyway. If DeSantis becomes the nominee, we need President Trump to throw all his support behind the new leader. I expect the supporters of President Trump to do the same thing. It goes the same for DeSantis and his supporters. Our number one goal should be to win back the White House and support the best man running. The never-Trumpers, the ultra-MAGA supporters who will not vote for anyone but Trump. Stop that bullshit. I get it. Human beings are passionate about who they support, but we're misplacing our passion. As Americans and Republicans, we need to be passionate about getting this country back on track, plain and simple. I voted for President Trump both in 2016 and 2020, and will vote for him again in 2024 if he's the nominee. That being said, I have no issues voting for DeSantis as president because I want America to succeed And without the support of every single Republican, that won't happen. So let's arm up, get ready for a long, drawn-out war, because the loony left sure as hell is. upon us. Each week, we have new players announcing their candidacy. As it stands, we officially have eight Republicans vying for the top spot for the fight for the White House. They are as follows. Former President Donald Trump, Governor Ron Sandy, former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley, Pastor from Texas, Ryan Binkley, Asia Hutchinson, Perry Johnson, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Tim Scott. The field is sure to grow as we get closer to the official start date. Usual names like Chris Christie, Jeb Bush, Scott Perry, and the ultimate rhino herself, Liz Cheney, are all rumored to throw their hat into the ring as the days go on. No matter how many Republicans are vying for the top spot, we're guaranteed to see some fireworks on the primary trail and debate. Pay attention, make an informed and educated decision, and vote. Do not sit this one out. Too many American heroes died to protect your right to vote. Let's not forget that on this Memorial Day weekend.
Welcome back, my favorite listeners. I'm Brent Snyder, and I am super pumped for this political cycle. Just a few days ago, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, officially entered the race for the White House, which, of course, was the worst-kept secret out there. Well, other than how corrupt our current administration is, you know, pretty fucked up. By entering the race, DeSantis' decision set the tone for a contentious and unfortunately dirty primary season. Everyone knows that President Trump has his sights on the Oval Office once again, especially since he believes the election was wrought with fraud and irregularities. I don't know if I agree with that statement 100%. While I cannot fathom how this dithering bolt at the White House right now received 82 million votes more than Barack Obama, I do think that he did actually receive enough to win the White House, unfortunately. That being said, if we pick the right candidate, I believe that the 2024 race could end up being a complete landslide for the Republicans. Not a Ronald Reagan landslide, but a big enough landslide to make known that the American people do not like the direction this great country is heading. We just have to pick the right candidate. As of today, I see this race as a two-player race, Donald Trump versus Ron DeSantis, plain and simple. Anyone who disagrees either is living in a cloud of fairy dust or just doesn't understand politics. President Trump enjoys the advantage of having experience, power, knowledge, and the know-how to get the job done. President Trump already set the stage with one of the greatest upsets in modern history with its historic win in 2016. I don't want to hear shit about Russia anymore. It was proven that Russia had absolutely zero to do with this campaign, so it's time to shut the fuck up and move on. Sure, it was against one of the most hated politicians ever, Hillary Clinton, but President Trump came out of nowhere to wipe the stage clean. Since the moment he made his grand entrance down the elevator in Trump Tower, We knew we were looking at the next president. Unfortunately for this country, the liberals did everything in their power to disrupt his presidency and destroy this great country. Changing laws, making shit up, you name it, they did it. Just because they didn't like Trump. I guess liberals have very short memories because just a few years prior, each and every one of them were basically on their knees in front of Donald Trump begging for his support and financial backing. What a bunch of fucking crackheads, I must say. On the other side of the ring is a great governor from Florida, Ron DeSantis. The governor's track record speaks for itself. Governor DeSantis turned the once battleground state of Florida into a Republican state stronghold through his leadership. During COVID, he listened to science, not fear, and kept the state open. And guess what? his state flourished. While we had small businesses closing left and right in liberal cities and states, the businesses in Florida grew and grew and grew. DeSantis stood up to the fear-mongering of the liberals and Dr. Fauci and issued a great big fuck you to them. This is how I'm going to run my state. And the residents loved him for that. Now, only after less than a week in the race, the White House and the puppet masters of the Biden-Harris regime are already throwing all and any shit against his campaign, hoping and praying that something sticks.
I guess we'll see just how low they're willing to go, aren't we? They already tried the don't say gay slogan they clipped onto his recent victories in Florida. Talk about a disgrace. They don't care what they say. The liberals feel they have free reign to throw names out without any backing. Racist, fascist, bigot, etc. After these two, there are some very interesting candidates that won't even cause much of a ripple in the primary, but they do have a lot to offer. One of my favorites is a newcomer, Vivek Ramaswamy. I followed him on Twitter since he announced that he was running. He reminds me of a pre-2016 Donald Trump, a very successful entrepreneur and businessman. Vivek has a lot to offer this country. Even though he obviously won't win the nomination, he would be a very good pick for a possible vice president's election. He's young, energetic, extremely knowledgeable, and could definitely help turn this country around. The rest of the field, eh, doesn't excite me too much. I could see Nikki Haley being in the shortlist for a VP. The same goes for Tom Scott. I'm sorry, Tim Scott. But as for presidency, there's only two that are the front runners: Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. All right, everybody. After the short break, we'll break down what our candidate needs to do to bring this great country back from the brink of devastation that our current administration currently has us mired in. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Loading, loading, strap for the lyrics like I'm bowling, bowling. Pushing on, keep rolling, rolling. No one else, but I told him, told him one more time. Don't forget to follow us at Straight Out 215. Welcome back. I really hope you're fucking hungry for this political season like me. Because it's time for us to feed. If you're happy with the direction this country's headed, you might not want to continue. I'm not sure if your incredibly frail ego will be able to handle it. But if you want change and want to see this great country get back on the right path, don't go anywhere and keep listening, brothers and sisters. Before I start, I want to just say that before some of you start throwing around the term racist, bigot, fascist, Nazi, and any other terms the left likes to use when they have nothing else, think twice about it. Think twice about your intellect and your moral standing. If you like to throw those loaded terms around like they're nothing, you better know what they actually mean and have proof backing the fuck up. Calling someone a racist or Nazi just because you don't agree with them and have no other comeback is like spitting in someone's face. Here in South Philly, I could get your ass beat quicker than a crackhead picking up a needle on DNA. I want to fight you. For the past three years, we've seen our country decline in a way I never thought possible. Mandatory lockdowns, small businesses going out of business, left and right. Mandatory vaccinations just to provide for your family. 
whatever businesses are left standing had to spend their hard-earned profits on plywood to protect their property from the thugs and animals roaming the streets. Why, you might ask? Liberal policies at its best, plain and simple. Governmental overreach, the abandonment of Americans' dream at its best. During the COVID response, we were told to trust the science, but only if the science our dear leaders supported. If you didn't trust their form of science, you were labeled an anti-vaxxer and most likely lost your job. Why? Because you didn't want to put something in your body that wasn't properly tested? Look at the repercussions from the shots that are finally seeing the light of day. Hell, I believe that the hole in my aortic valve that caused me to go undergo a second open heart surgery was caused by the fucking vaccine. No explanations were known to why a hole just appeared in my leaflet. I wonder why. Perfectly, perfectly fine until two years ago, right after the first injection of the vaccine. You know, the vaccine that was supposed to keep me safe. Now, I have a COVID scar on my chest, can hear each beat of my heart due to the mechanical valve they had to implant inside me. Let's move on to the riots of 2020. For what? A criminal that died during altercation in law enforcement. The verdict aside, the BLM movement, Antifa, and other liberal sponsored groups used that event to destroy not only this city, but many other cities in the country. Peaceful protests they were not. What did our dear liberal leaders say or do? They set up fucking GoFundMe pages to help bail out the looters. That right there tells you what they think of those of us who actually want to work to earn a living. Fuck the hardworking Americans. Let the animals loose. Who cares if a father can't take his wife out for dinner without being accosted by some idiot protester shouting, Die, pigs, die. The left has turned this country into a third world shithole. Gas prices through the roof. Grocery items so expensive that some have to choose between milk and eggs. Why? We are the most advanced country in the world. We should not have to spend our entire paycheck just to fill cars up to make it back to work. The numbers of Americans on governmental assistance have skyrocketed thanks to Biden and his policies. I again ask why. Love the control. That's why. The more the government is involved in your life, the more they control it. Plain and fucking simple. Southern border. For all you liberals that are listening, here's a quick geography lesson, free of charge, just on me. Our southern border is our country's southern border with Mexico. There are laws and rules regarding the entry of the United States. This is absolutely nothing new. The southern border runs through Texas all the way to California. When someone enters the country, they are to follow a set of laws that allows them residency into this great country. They then assimilate and strive to be American citizens, but not anymore. They swim, crawl, climb, tunnel the way across the border illegally, and fucking demand they stay in this country. Free cell phones, free hotels, free meals, free what the fuck ever our government wants to give them. Our homeless vets, the ones who actually deserve this shit, never get a free phone, never get a free hotel room, etc. All they get from the liberals is, you serve, now you live on the streets. I say fuck that. If you take the side of an illegal alien, yes, I fucking said that word, over that of a homeless vet, I got two words for you. Fuck off.
Along with the southern border crisis comes the drug epidemic that is crushing our cities. Fentanyl is single-handedly destroying our cities such as Philadelphia, Seattle, and San Francisco. Certain parts of those cities resemble auditions for The Walking Dead. Zombies walking everywhere. What is our esteemed administration doing to stop the flow of that shit into this country? Absolutely nothing. But if Biden want to actually do anything about this flow of fentanyl into this country, how would his crackhead son be able to function? Another huge issue that we've been witnessing is the over attempt to sexualize our fucking children. Typing through TikTok, any one of us can find a young child at a drag show, perking on stage. Talk about fucking disgusting. If you really it makes me want to vomit all over the studio when I even think about that. About young, elementary age children marching in pride parade with very little clothes on. What type of parents would allow that for their children? A pride shirt focusing on young children in Target. Eight-year-olds should not even think about if they like boys or girls. They don't have a clue. At that age, it's parents who are pushing their children towards that direction. Why? Who the fuck knows, guys? Who the fuck knows? Because it's the cool thing to do? Maybe the children are so extremely lucky to have a set of woke parents that want to make sure everything is politically correct and everyone is taken care of. Fucking wackadoos. Children should be worrying about whether they're going to be playing outside and with who, when they're going to the amusement park, or where will the family vacation be this summer. Not, I want my breath chopped off or my penis taken off. I'm eight years old, but I'm old enough to start taking hormone blocks. Bullshit. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't give a shit what you do when you turn 18. You want to do whatever you want, do it. You're an adult, but not when you're eight. Eight-year-olds don't know shit. Anyways, we need a candidate who will be able to, and willing to stand up to the woke left. One who won't back down for us Americans. We need one who will put Americans first each and every time. That is the only acceptable action that an American president should take. During the next segment, we will talk about some of the candidates and what they have to offer this great country. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to South Philly's number one podcast, Straight Out of Philly. 
let's get talking about the contenders that will bring America back and break a disaster. I know, as of this morning, we have eight candidates that want their spot in the White House. But in all reality, there's only two that have a chance. Just like every primary, we have newcomers like Vivek Ramaswamy and those who have ran before like Perry Johnson and Asia Hutchinson. But come on, folks. We all know there's really only two candidates that have the ability to win the White House back. Governor Ron DeSantis and the 45th President of the United States, Donald Trump. That's it. Everyone else is either in it for future aspirations, possible VP slots, or they just don't want to give up the limelight of being a politician. When it comes to Governors DeSantis and President Trump, their policies don't differ that much. They are both American first. They both want the American citizen to succeed and be given every chance to create their own stories with very little government intrusion. They both are pro-life, hard on crime candidates. President Trump led this country to one of its best times in the history of all of America. Unemployment was a record low. Our standing in the world was where it was supposed to be, the only one world power. Our enemies might not have totally respected us, but they feared us. They knew if they acted out, we would be the big dog that would put them back in their place or send them back to the Stone Age. President Trump went after the world's number one terrorist, destroyed him while driving to the Baghdad International Airport. How did he do that? He put a Hellfire missile right up his ass. What did the liberals do? They cried and bitched and fucking moaned for a terrorist who was responsible for thousands of injuries and death of American soldiers in Iraq. He didn't care. He led this country through one of the darkest times in recent memories during the 2020 riots. He allowed law enforcement to do their job, go out and arrest the thugs and animals destroying our cities. Even though I thought he should have invoked the Insurrection Act and brought in the military for some cities, he didn't. The economy was amazing. Americans love being Americans, plain and simple. Ron DeSantis led the state of Florida during the legal lockdown allowing the state to function as normal to protect the residents of Florida and the small businesses from bankruptcy. Tourism continued, and he didn't kneel down to that quack and fraud, Dr. Fauci. The numbers don't lie. Florida actually prospered during the pandemic. That in itself showed how mishandled COVID was by our liberal leaderships. While buildings were boarded up and businesses shut down in Philadelphia, people were flocking to Florida for vacations and shopping. That alone showed that our country could have gone through the pandemic with very little disruption to our local economy. But no, our liberal leaders wanted control. What better way to grab more control than to tell their citizens what they can do, where they can shop, and when they can go outside? That time frame will be looked back at one of the worst times in the history of America. Loved ones died alone in hospitals and nursing homes. No funerals were allowed except if you were George Floyd, who had thousands at his funeral during the same time frame. Major surgeries where patients needed their loved ones by their side. Well, we all know that wasn't allowed. Scientists who spoke out against these lockdowns and restrictions were muted, even though it was based on scientific evidence. I guess they didn't trust the science there. How many politicians made millions and millions of dollars on the vaccine? How many bought and sold stock of Pfizer before and right after the vaccines came out? DeSantis didn't stand for it. 
He was a force behind the conservative movement during the COVID pandemic, and it highlighted his ability to lead during tough and dangerous times. After this break, I will discuss my opinion on who should be our nominee, the one who has the best chance to win and bring this country back. guys we are back so big question of the day who am i going to vote for i've said it previously i voted for president trump in both 2016 and 2020 i didn't care about his tweets i actually enjoyed most of them i thought they added a a new dimension to the white house and if he were to win the nomination this year i would have zero qualms about voting for him for a third time but Unfortunately, right now, he has way too much baggage behind him. Very little of it is due to him, but those who hate him. Ever since 2016, the liberals tried anything and everything to derail his presidency and this country. They decided to use the most powerful tool in Congress's purse, the impeachment. Not once, but twice. Luckily for this great country, people saw saw it for what it was worth nothing but a political hacks pushing for it. It was a disgrace that this country had to go through two impeachments because of the hatred of one person. Fuck, New York even changed its laws for one political enemy. How about opening Pandora's fucking box? The precedent is set, and I hope the Republicans remember it. So far they haven't, but I hope they do. I can safely guarantee that if President Trump won the nominee, we will see businesses boarded up once again, riots in the street, and the liberals once again setting up GoFundMe pages to help those arrested in said riots. Nobody will be safe. As for Ron DeSantis, he's younger with a lot less baggage. The left just started attacking him. For example, the recent law he passed regarding the schools and not allowing certain aged children, yes, you heard me right, children, to be taught sexualized topics. Nowhere in the bill does it say, don't say gay. But once again, the liberals ran with it, and now the uneducated voters 
believe it is an anti-gay bill, which is 100% untrue. DeSantis now has the national presence needed to win not only the nominee, but the White House as well. So, if I had to place my vote at this very moment, I would vote for Ron DeSantis to be our next president of the United States. It's time for our great American company. All right, everybody, that does it for yet another great episode of Straight Out of Philly, South Philly's number one podcast. Remember to vote, and no matter who the nominee is, we must support them to make sure our country gets back to where it was before the train wreck currently living in the White House. Without total support of every conservative and Republican, Sleepy Joe and that nitwit Harris will be residing at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue for another four years. Are you ready for that? I know I'm not. This election cycle will be a war. Will you be ready? I know I will. Snyder, and we'll see you in three short weeks. I'm out of here.